up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hello, mamacitas. (laughs) I don't know. I'm really jazzed tonight because the day that I'm recording this is August 8th, 8th. Eight. And if you are a person of spiritual inclination, then you understand that tonight is Lion's Gate, which is a very important day where all manifestations are possible, where we put extra intention into what it is that we want going forward for the rest of 2022. So I had the most incredible event tonight. I went to a sound bath here in Los Angeles, and not just a regular sound bath in a room, but it had a 360 virtual experience. So you lie on the floor and these like trippy, (laughs) like almost like acid rock and roll space graphic, lucid, like all these incredible images are on this dome that go all the way from the front, the side, around to the back, where it feels like you're literally flying. So that was pretty awesome. I was able to really connect and be calm and relax my body while they're playing the Rainmaker and the gong and the flute and the drums. And it was just magical. I live for the moments where I can just not think and just let the magic of sound take over my body. They say it's the most healing, and every time I do it, I am pumped. I'm pumped. So right now, it's actually not even 8-8. It is 8-9, because I do these pods pretty much in the middle of the night. It's kind of when my creative juices are flowing, and I'm really excited to like create a new pod experience for you mamas. So tonight, I was really, really inspired by my sis. You love her. I love her. She used to be on all the social media platforms as Manifest Destiny. Now she's so dang famous. We love her for that. She is just, and not just, she's like just Jack, but she's just Destiny Anne. And she is a certified parenting coach. She is the mama that coined, well, basically created the song, Bish, you doing a good job. Bish, you doing a good job. And we love this song. It is my theme song, I'm going to say. And for every mom who I adore, I try to like sneak a little song on their voicemail just so they understand that they're doing a good job, just so that we can lean on each other, just so that we can support each other. 
I really love her story. If you want to check her first half where she tells about how she grew up, definitely check out episode 16. This is literally talking about basically the stuff that's in her book, how she doesn't believe in corporal punishment, how she doesn't believe that she needs to tell her kids who they are. Her kids know who they are because they came here perfectly divine and perfectly formed, meaning they're born this way, which is what Dr. Shafali also believes. And it's what I believe. So here's some awesome things that never aired with my interview with Destiny Ann. But in celebration of Destiny Ann's long-awaited book, Very Intentional Parenting, Awakening the Empowered Parent Within, we are airing part two with so many jewels and gems. She drops them left and right from what does her village look like? Is she married? How does she feel about depression, anxiety, and possibly does she have ADHD? So many things that she let us in on that really guide us into how she parents. And truthfully, we all should be taking notes. All of her wisdom is in her book. I'm super, super excited to introduce you guys again to the fabulous, the wise beyond her years, the adorable, the superstar in the making, Miss Destiny Ann. Please welcome her to the mic. The hitting. Every kid goes through a hitting phase, right? Every we kid. We act like they don't, though. Don't, don't we? Don't we in this community just act like it never happens? We act like it, it's not supposed to be that it's not supposed to happen and that it's disrespectful, right? But if any other person in the world hit you the way our kids have probably hit us, it would be disrespectful to us. So where does your brain go when kids, and it doesn't have to be hitting, it's all the disrespectful things kids do. It's the pause, but it's like, you want to understand, but then then my mind goes to, well, where is she learning that, right? And I got to say, because my child is sassy, She's smarter than a whip. I learned because I wasn't hit. Well, I was spanked, but I wasn't hit like all the time. My black mama friends were the ones who were like, you better give her the black mama. You better give it to her. I tried it. I tried it. And you know what it did? It made my daughter hit me back. See? (laughs) It's just developmentally normal. It really is. They just don't know any other way to express. And a child does not have to see somebody hit to use their physical senses in order to get out their anger, their rage, their frustration. And so it's so normal. It is so normal. And the way that we respond to it, either way, it's typically a phase and they're going to stop. Whether we respond gently or punitively, the effects long-term is what matters to me. And so anything with parenting, I'm principle-based. There's no right or wrong way to potty train or get your kids to eat. And I get these questions all the time. Really, there's just specific principles that I have. And one of them is developmental appropriateness and understanding that somebody can't be disrespectful if they don't actually understand a rule. You know what I'm saying? If I go to another country I wasn't being, that was ignorance. Okay. Sometimes we're just ignorant and our kids are not, they have not fully understood, bought into the culture of our home. So the idea that it's disrespectful, like they are consciously saying, 
nope, I'm going to be anti is not the case. They're learning something. They're learning the company culture. Right. I'm the CEO of this company. Exactly. There are bylaws. Exactly. What I like to call Chaos Incorporated. That's the name of our business. But for those moms that never saw it, who are just now learning about a different way via you on Instagram and other mommies living their best mommy life, there is a bridge that needs to be crossed. There's a bridge that we operate because we parent how we were parented or we have to go searching for answers. There's like no in between. And in searching for answers, I'll never forget stumbling upon what Pink said. And I've talked, I talk about this all the time because when she said, when my daughter sasses me or talks back to me, I immediately go to the disrespect. She's, she's coming for me and I'm a cup versus her fighting for agency over her own thoughts and movements or something like that. I butchered it, but that's how I heard it. And I was like, that is so powerful. I have to constantly put myself in. No, that means I'm doing a good job that she feels strong, that she's growing into her power. She's standing firm and straight. Like there's gotta be a way to celebrate it, but we just don't want it pointed towards us. No, but if that's the modeling, that's the hard part is so many of us in this space in public, our kids are like, they're great. We never have a ton of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And they come home at the pool. Yes. We're, we're the gym. We're where they practice <laughs> and they miss all the shots and it's difficult, but we have to make sure that we're modeling. At this point in my parenting, I honestly almost feel like with my nine-year-old, Discipline in regards to the things that I've already taught her is almost obsolete when it comes to it. I honestly feel like modeling is what matters. Like, I don't have to keep telling you, don't speak this way. I don't have to keep telling you, clean your room. Like, you know, those are the rules. At this point, it just has to become the culture. It's just about practice. That's it. That's it. And so for me, the modeling piece is so important. And when she's talking back, it's like, I have the decision. <laughs> Got a decision to make. Am I going to show her that I don't respect the company culture? <laughs> or am I, because when she gets older, she's going to integrate all these experiences and she's either going to say, my well-being is tied to the way that I represent myself in a positive, respectful way. Or she's going to say, I'm confused because all the people in my life told me to act the way that they were not acting. Yeah, I don't like that. That is a no, big no-no for me. And, and I love that you say we don't want to teach them like a, oh, what? how do you say it? We don't want to put our way of dealing with things on our children or telling them how they should feel, telling them how they should look and how they should, how their body language should be and all that stuff. They didn't come here to, to be our, our clones or to fulfill us. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. They did not come here to complete the picture. I was so intentional about that with my second child. Like the first one, I did all this stuff and the, oh my gosh, she's going to be this and there's going to be her name, her room, and she's going to act just like me and we're going to get her hair, all that. I did all the things. My second one, we didn't figure out her gender. Like I just, I waited to get her ears pierced. And so she wanted to, I was just very much like, you're just going to be whoever it is that you tell me that you're going to be. And when she popped out, I wanted to feel and experience her energy before I painted this picture of her identity. And it's very much clear now because she's she's her own person. 
That is powerful. I want mommies to take that away as well. That's a huge nugget that we have got to stop. And we all do it. Like, oh, she's going to wear pink and she's going to wear dresses. Like, but we all, we all do need to take a pause and allow for our children. Because as Dr. Shafali says, these babies come into the world fully formed in my mind. I agree with that. We just, we need to be like the padded walls, the borders with which we keep them safe, you know? Yeah. And let them find themselves. And I love that you said that so much. Let them find it. Maybe they don't like pink. Maybe they're girls that like purple. Maybe they're girls that like green. But for well, them, those, I feel like when we're conscious, it's a little bit easier for them to, you know, pick what they want to wear. Yada, yada. The letting them pick their personality. That's where it's hard for the expressive parent to have a quiet kid that wants to sit in their room. That's where it's difficult for the meek parent to struggle with somebody that has a voice. That That is difficult. And like you said, being the padded wall so that it doesn't go too far so that the, you can help them mold that back talk into having a voice and setting boundaries and sticking up for yourself. But we don't have to suck it out. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I was, I was that child that my parents always try to just, can you just be different? (laughs) Can you just be like us? That it was really, really hard for them. What would you say to parents who have nothing? They don't relate to the person that their child is. They were born that way. The person that their child is from birth and there's no connective tissue. What do these parents do? I think that just like with everything else, it's a principle thing and it starts with us and that level of judgment is going to be directly correlated to the way that we judge ourselves. And I feel like it's so much easier to give our children freedom when we actually feel free in ourselves. But a lot of us are walking around with conditioned beliefs, somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's ideas and desires. And we're like on the hamster wheel, just living our lives. And we're not really living for ourselves. And so it's going to be very difficult to look at this free kid (laughs) and be able to nurture that. And so taking inventory and stock of the things that are going on in our own lives and the ways that we are creating safety for our thoughts and who we really are, the soul sucking job, the relationship that we're still in that we really hate, the ways that we're conforming, the more we conform, the more we're going to make our kids conform. And so again, it starts with us. I can't just put up with anything my daughter's watching. Ah, I'm taking it. I'm taking it and downloading it. Lord, <laughs> what? That's, that's everything. Put up with anything because that child is watching and taking like it's soaking through her skin. It's seeping into her bloodstream. Consciously. And she will make decisions based on the shit we are doing daily. That blew my mind when my daughter was like two, three. I was like, oh my God, I got to watch everything. Like I'm drinking wine every night. My daughter's like, oh, mommy and her juice again. How is that landing? Well, damn, now I'm the drunk myself. Shit. That's so funny. So when I was in this phase of like, really struggling with discipline for myself, my go-to mantra um, is very much in alignment with that. And it was, this moment matters. This moment matters. 
And I would say, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to, owe it to your daughter. So when I only had one, this moment matters. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your daughter. Whether I was trying to go to the gym, whether I was trying to get my business off the ground, whether I was trying to be more effective in my communication. That was like my pause, like get up and do what you got to do. That was my like Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one moment. Like this moment matters. Get your ass up, do what you got to do or close your mouth. This moment matters. What you about to say is going to matter. It's an inventory. Watching. They are watching. I know. Like hawks. <laughs> now, on this show, Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, I'm only really interested in the mom's journey. But at this point in the, in the hour, I typically go, what does your village look like? Are you married? Do you have a co-parent? Do you have an auntie nearby? What does your village look like that's helping you navigate these mommy waters? Yeah, so I am not married, but my friend group is incredible, incredible. I am a firm advocate on create your village. You want it to be stress free? Create it. And so I I had to get creative a few years ago because I was that person. I was like, I don't have female friends. And I was that girl. I was a thousand percent that girl. And so now my village, I have my best friend. I have my cousin who's my best friend. I have a few other friends. And honestly, they are everything to me. I I don't like a lot of people watching my kids, but when it comes to my mental village, me being able to have a mommy break a thousand percent that. And then of course, you know, like extended resources. I just recently put my daughter in school. So her school is now part of my village. I've homeschooled since she was in kindergarten and she's nine now. And so again, I had to get unconventional. I was like, my pride was like, girl, you sure you want to send her away? It looks like a failure. You looking like you failed at this whole school thing. But I was like, look, I need to expand my village. I can't do it right now. <laughs> Ma'am, homeschool is the seventh circle of hell. Let's be honest. It is not something that anybody, you don't get an award for it. I don't know if it's necessary. It is brutal. Like we went into virtual school. My daughter was in kindergarten. Oh. Yeah, that's when we started. Are kids the same age? Mine's seven. Well, no, I mine is nine, but I didn't start because of you know all the craziness. I started before that, and so we started virtual, like public school at home in kindergarten. So it was the same experience, and then we moved from that. You did it voluntarily. Bless your heart. (laughs) Look, look, all respect. It's that's a whole other. You can't do a business, and you got to have some time. These six hours in the day, my daughter's at school. Not that she's at her dad's house right now. Virtual schooling. But the six hours in the day, which goes fast. It does. I'm recognizing that. Oh, my goodness. It goes so fast. You work out. Get your coffee. Take a shower. Do a couple emails. You're like, shit, I got to go pick her up. I was like, I'm going to have so much time. No. I really have to be productive. If I'm not like set the alarm, work for 40 minutes, write for 30 minutes. If I don't. I look up and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is going to look, it's going to be an after school day, uh, after school care day. <laughs> and then she's pissed. So I know we set up expectations for them, but it's, it's amazing how much work we have to do. Just know you guys are not alone, that we're all busting our butts every single day to be the best mommies we can for our little girls and our boys so that they can grow up to be these Young adults who are not shook by nothing. Resilience. Resilience. I have to talk about 
fun snatching because I do countdown. If I'm pushed to it, you're going to get a five, four, yes, three. You are. I don't need, I don't even, I'm not there yet. Look, I still have a lot. Of I still count. I still count, but it's not like a fear-based count. It's a, okay, I'm going to empower you or we're going to have to do this together, especially with the four-year-old. All right, you got five seconds, or are we gonna do the mommy train? Which Wait, one? Do you, do you count up or do you count? I count down. I count down. I count down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like something's escalating. I like to count down. It, it helps me regulate. I can't count up. Yes. I've heard parents go, okay, 10. Nine, 10. It's too much, girl. Too much. No, 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 no. My kids don't need 10 seconds. That's ridiculous. But it also gives me a second to get creative. What's about to happen at one? Okay. Because, no, we're not doing 10 seconds and we're not no. counting. Okay, so we agree on that. The counting is, it's not great, but, you know, it works. It just depends what's happening at one. Are we, is there a punishment at one? No, for me, it's more like, I asked you five times to do that. Now, I used to be like, I asked you five times. Five times, right. Now, I'm like, San Nyla, you know that I've, I've asked you five times, right? So like, I don't know, should I ask you a sixth time or do you think you're going to be able to do what I asked you to do? Because now it feels like you're ignoring me and I don't, I don't think you like it when I ignore you. So how are we going to do this? I love that. And the, the, honestly, the counting for me just increases. It is funny because we put the like, so, <laughs> I feel it's so silly, but I'm like, okay, it's respectful. But the countdown for me sometimes is just giving them that, that sense of urgency. And then, I mean, there's so many other ways that I can do the urgency. I count with my daughter when she's getting dressed and it's like a game. And I like, you know, we'll close my eyes and I'm like, okay, I bet you can't get dressed in 15 seconds and I'll count down. It's, it's really the urgency piece for me. It's not the fear. A lot of times we use counting to invoke fear and my kids are going to be like, okay, now what? Like you at one, you're not going to yell at me. You're not going to spank me. So that was oh, we already know you're not going to hit me. So what you going to do, mama? That's my nine-year-old. Like, I seen your little TikToks. You ain't going to hit me. <laughs> so I can't use that. I cannot use fear in my parenting at all. It's been way too long of me not doing it. I think my kids honestly would call CPS at this point. Matter of fact, I've gotten, I call it the firm voice. And I've done it like two times. And literally, you would have thought, I threw my kids out the window. Like, you, I almost set myself up to be like, I have no choice but to regulate. Because if I were to yell, like, for real, like, they'll be like, they'll go to dad's house and be like, mom has gone crazy. She abused me. Like, they wouldn't be able Look, to My child, I, I like almost don't want her to know about it because they know their power too. You know, she goes to her dad. Do you guys have a setup? Do you have a co-parenting setup? Like where you know when you're gonna have free time, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We don't. I don't have that. I'm, I should probably incorporate that. I think that for us, it's like he's busy, I'm busy, and I don't. I have to reacclimate my child when she comes back from his house. I said, but at least I know when the reacclimation is gonna come. But like on Mondays, we don't do shit. I mean, there are no rules. We, we got our non-negotiables. When y'all come home, I'm just focused on connection. Because I say it's like they just got out of jail or something when they come to my house. Not to say that like it's prison over yonder, but just I'm the safe space. <laughs> I'm the safe space. And so they just, they roar. They, they're like slamming stuff and they're just talking back. And I'm just like, whoa, hey, whoa, wait a minute. 
this is okay. It's safe. Let's, let's just chill. You can do whatever you want to do for Monday. And then we have a moment where we go back over the rules. We go back over the non-negotiables and we're good to go. You do have to have that reacclimation of the culture because they forget. There's a reason y'all not together. Okay. I have to tell my daughter, there's a reason we are not together because we do not have the same government ruling. We don't, you know, my daughter will say, and she's so smart. She'll say, well, mommy, you know, I'm just going to have fruit for dinner. Cause you know, at daddy's house, he gave me donuts and then a bagel and then pasta. And then like, we've had the, it's just food. We've had to have multiple conversations about, well, that's why you're having a little problem in the potty. Yeah. I just gave you junk food the whole time, you know, and she's, she's, she now uses the language. She's like, oh yeah, well, mommy, just give me water for, for lunch. Cause I'm going to dad's and I know I'm going yeah. to eat well. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what we're doing. I stopped trying to st- stop trying to control him. I just, oh, gotta, gosh. Gotta do. yes, yes. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole other conversation. We're moving on from that. We're skipping over that. Okay. So I, I, I think I get your gist about fun snatching, right? We got a little bit into it. Like we don't oh, you mean like, like you're not going to take something away. Like, oh yeah. Well, cause that's typically the problem. They're already feeling disempowered and then you snatch something away. You're just going to have even more of a power struggle. Okay. And then I want to read this quote of yours, which I thought was your big feelings are acceptable too, mama, your rage, your anger, your fear, your guilt, your irritation. You're not always going to like being a mom. That shit is normal. Shit is normal. Oh, man. It's It's normal. It's It's not just okay. It's literally a shared experience. It's literally why I created Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. Because I was like, can we have a safe space where we talk about really how we're feeling? Like, it's great to have children. But it's not this perpetual joy to be a mom. It just, it's not true. No. Stop it, y'all. Stop. <laughs> Shit is hard. It's the hardest job you will ever have in your entire life. And they won't even your life. <laughs> and they won't even be grateful for it. Not initially. They won't. They'll be like, whatever. Treating mama like crap. What's that? They're not gonna remember. Even if they are grateful, they're not gonna remember half the stuff that was such a huge deal and stuff you had to really fight through and work through. They're just gonna remember it. Uh, how you feel. I remember that quote and it, it stays with me a lot. Kids often don't remember what you do. They remember how you make them feel. Ooh, is that a Maya Angelou? That's a Maya. I don't know. Is it? I think so. It was on the wall at my school. But that's <laughs> high school. I just remember. Children more, more importantly than anybody else, because they do, they lose these memories. It could be the biggest thing in the world. It could have shook this house at the foundation. Yeah. And she's 14 and she's like, I don't remember that. (laughs) And I say to my daughter all the time, I'm like, you had an experience. You blew your fire all over me. You walk away. You feel better. I'm still singed with fire. I need more time. Yeah. And they don't remember. They don't remember. I need to recover because they purged it. They purged their feelings, right? All of us need to recover. We all need to recover. We all need to apologize. We all need to make sure we have time for cuddles. I said that on Clubhouse and a mother kept fighting back. Oh, my kids, I got boys. I got boys. They don't need no hugs. I'm like, hey, no. I'm telling, and that's why some of us have problems with men because y'all be 
Y'all be raising them boys that way. That cuddle moment is the recap. And and just to tie it back in really quickly, because I know we're almost out of time, but a lot of us don't remember certain things and don't remember certain experiences. And it's because a lot of times our experiences are not reflected back to us. So I like to do that with my daughter when we're having special time, whether it was a great moment or it was a challenge and we do what's called nopes and dopes. And so I like to reflect back her experiences and say, yeah, I hear you. This is what happened. And we process her day. Sometimes we just move through the day and then we go to the next day. (laughs) And that's how our kids integrate their experiences and their feelings about their experiences is when we reflect them back in a healthy way. Yeah, you had an argument at school and then what happened and process them. Imagine how much our kids are actually processing on their own (laughs) if we don't take the time to talk to them about their experiences and how they feel about them. I know you've seen your kids at work and you see the results of all the intention. Those are those moments. They're they're small. They're in there. You're like, (laughs) exactly. They're mixed in there because we see so many moments rooted in unintention and we're like, oh shit, that was me. But we do get those moments. I get at least once a day. I'm like, okay. You got this bubble. It's like a bubble. You got to catch it before it pops. They're like, it was in there. Thank you so much. I know you have three. You brought three things that keep you on your mommy center. Yes. And ironically, conscious parent. This is number one. Number one. I resent to this all the time. It sits near me. This is my journal. I do morning pages every single day. So I just three stream of consciousness pages in the morning. Literally, if I were to read it back, it probably doesn't make any sense. But just as soon as it pops in my head, I just write something down. Just wait. So you wake up, go straight to the journal. Or do you have meditation? No, nope, I don't do anything. I get it out. I get it out. Yeah, I just and it, it's nonsensical. I'm sure it probably makes no sense. I'll go from, oh, my gosh, I'm hot to what the heck happened in third grade to, OK, today I got to do this. And I'm just so sad and nothing makes sense. And I love God. Like, it's just all over the place. But it's probably perfect because if you don't get it out that shit sits in your head right and yeah. you're not as productive during the day yeah and I think that it's it's more unconscious because I'm not like okay I'm gonna write about this I'm gonna write about that there's stuff up there that I don't realize is up there until the pen starts moving that I do it too so I'm I'm mm-hmm. I've been trying to wake up in this I've tried to be part of this five o'clock club that is I don't I'm know if that's my way up no, I don't know if it's me sis I'm trying I'm trying. I, want, I would love to be that, that mom who wakes up at five, meditates, connects with God, does her pages. It's glowing. Like it's, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. We got- We're at about 5.45 right now. 5.45 a.m. We're getting, I'm like taking it incrementally because I'm not naturally a morning person. We should do that event. Oh, we're in different time zones, but it'd be really fun to do like a five o'clock. Oh God. Yeah, we are in different time zones, but hopefully the Lord will send me to LA. Yeah. Well, you're hanging out with fancy people with celebrities. (laughs) Okay, what's your third thing? My third thing is always with me, and that is my tattoo of my mom's name. It's Andrea, and I just, I just love looking at it, and I just like hold it, and it just makes me feel like she's with me. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. It looked like a really pretty script too. Yeah, I got it done at Disney. She always just take me to Disney, so it was like it was a moment. It was my birthday. It was just, it was everything. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. 
What was I going to say? I see I have mommy brain. I just lost. Ooh, yes, I have mommy brain and I have ADHD. So don't. Did you get diagnosed? Yes. I've been told my whole life I don't. My mother, you don't have it. And I'm pretty sure I do. I'm now. I'm pretty sure most of us do. <laughs> yeah. And that's a whole nother topic. But I have found a lot of like peace in that diagnosis. And there's so many consistencies with ADHD and like anxiety and depression. And that was the focus when I was growing up. And it was like, damn, maybe if I could have completed some stuff and had some clarity in my mind, I wouldn't create these experiences that made me depressed and anxious. It's been mind blowing. Yes, I was diagnosed with ADHD and take medication. Me? Oh, that's a whole other combo. I'm not going to go there, but yeah, we got to come back. We got to come back. Destiny, that's, I got goosebumps. That's so powerful because I've been talking about depression and anxiety for a couple days now. And because my girlfriend posted something that said, most often black women don't connect with depression and anxiety. They just think they're failing. Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> But we're depressed and we are filled with anxiety, just like everybody else. Did you think that was normal? All the black, like all the women in my life were just like, go, go, go. And like, didn't sit down and like reactive and stress, like stress was normal. It was just normal. And when I was describing it to my therapist, she was just like, you know, you don't have to like feel like that. Like you don't have to have 30 conversations going on in your head at one time. And I was like, that's not normal. Yes, girl, I will be like to do. People are like, yeah, it's just one thought after another. No, they're on top of each other. Their like, tabs open. They're like, yes! tabs open. That's how I describe it. That is how I describe it. And I feel like the medicine just like closes the tabs. Yeah. Really? I haven't done medication for it. Well, everybody, I know, I know the journey is different for everybody, but I will say that thus far, it's been a godsend. And I'd love to tell you about it because it's, it's not like a, um, like a stimulant kind. So it doesn't make you like it, it works more like an SSRI, which is more mood stabilizing and clarity. So we'll, we'll tap in and tune in because it's been helping with res- regulation as well, like emotional regulation and all of that. I feel so seen. I, we have to have a combo because I really think I, I'm at this like place where I'm like, I mean, you would not believe how many projects I have mid swing right now. It's, okay moving on <laughs> continued thank you for yes that. absolutely <laughs> thank you for that a deep dive yeah what would you like to leave the audience with on this on your first mama stay with Tanika Wade right? yes. <laughs> besides this you're doing a good job you're doing a good this job in 2022 while the world is on fire Oh, while the world is on fire, that you are the most important part. You're the most important part. You get to be the star. You get to be the star in the journey. And the more it's about you, the more it becomes about your kids, not the other way around. Oh, ooh, ooh. That's a good, is that a, did you put that in your stories, girl? They should write that in. (laughs) The more download, that was a download. Don't you love those downloads? Don't you? The more it's about you. The more it gets to be about your child. Hallelujah. Thank you. I, I feel so blessed that I stumbled upon my favorite song. <laughs> you did a good job. 
Because I really do see Insta as such a beautiful place to curate my world, right? Curate my experience. And I've connected with the most amazing mamas because I can feel energy. I see you through your posts. You're exactly what I think you are. You know what I mean? And we have to lean on this community, whether it's virtual or not, because that's how our ancestors did it successfully. Yes, we've been off course for the last 400 and some years. Let's get back to the to the campfire. Let's get back to telling tales of how to raise our kids the best and sharing jewels. And I just thank you for being part of the collective. You're so powerful. Thank you for sharing space with me today. Absolutely. I adore you. Thank you for being here. Yes, that was an incredible, (laughs) incredible episode. We laughed so much. Again, I just want to re-emphasize that this is why I created this space so so that moms who knew they were imperfect, who knew they were working every day intentionally to become better moms, could laugh at ourselves and each other, and it was a safe space to do it. Thank you, Destiny Ann, for just helping me feel seen, helping me feel hopeful, and for helping me create this beautiful space where we can just be brutally honest and also remind each other to be intentional in how we want to raise our beautiful, delicious babies. You know, those humans we popped out of our vaginas? Yeah, those people. (laughs) And I always like to keep it real. Much, much love to you guys who've been rocking with us for 42 episodes, which in the podcast world seems like very little, but I don't think there's anything else that I've done consistently for 42 weeks that I find so absolutely delicious to do. Each week is a lot of work. Each week is a lot of thought, but I just love connecting with you. So again, you can always connect with me and you have been. Thank you so much for emailing me for DMing me, for getting in touch with me, for for suggesting moms that you want me to to touch base with. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can always email me at mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. You can always DM me on all social media platforms. I am the same everywhere. You ready for this? Get a pen. It's at Tanika Ray. Yeah, that's right. I know. I know. It was really, really easy guess. At Tanika Ray on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What else is there? TikTok. I'm at Tanika Ray. Actually, on TikTok, there's two Y's at the end of Ray. Why? Because there's a little girl in India that has my name and she took Tanika Ray first, which I just love her. She's amazing. I watch her dance on TikTok. Anyway, I digress. Have a beautiful week. Remember, you know, we are totally in control of our experiences every single day. So stay in the light, spread some love, do things that bring you joy every single day. Do things that you're proud of every single day. For instance, me just getting up before the sun is up makes me go, I kicked today's ass already. So think of it. Think of the things that you can do that you literally are giving yourselves a round of applause for every day. That is going to lift your vibrations. And, you know, 
It's, it's, it's a good time for that. Make sure that we all give some love to the people in our villages that help us get through the every day from our villages that help us with our kids and for my village that helps me with this podcast. Thank you, Ginny Media. You guys are the bomb. I will see you guys next week because this train don't stop. Don't stop, kitty, kitty. And bitch, you doing a good job. Okay, I love you. Bye. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. Mama stay.